Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
got the fire down below. trouble but fortunately I had lots of great music to play while I had that going on hey this is Madam Perry your cruise director spiritual counselor groove mistress and just general person that loves you no matter what unless you're mean to a dog or just a real jerk but 
maybe you maybe you can't help it. Maybe you've got some um, issues that you need to work out, and we can get some help for that, I hope. All right. So tonight, we're just going to talk about different kinds of things. What's on your mind? What is on your mind? Is it the uh, post-election, uh, the midterm uh, results? Is it... Uh, is it weather? Is it global warming? Is it something that your neighbor's done that that they just can't stop annoying you? Um, you know, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. So uh, call uh, the number 716. 716- hey, hey, hey. Hang on. Hey, hang on. 646-716-9922. And my fabulous sister, my fabulous sister up north, the gorgeous, and I'm talking gorgeous, Marilyn Ovid. <laughs> Hey. Thank you so much. Hi, how are Thank you? Thank you. Good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear can you, you hear- fine. I didn't think you could hear. I didn't know if you could hear me or not. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was going to give the number to call uh, so people could join you. Okay. And, and, I, and I went ahead and punched you in right away. So because oh, uh, probably before I should. Because I couldn't wait to talk to you because I'm so glad you're here. Yay. <laughs> Marilyn. <laughs> what, what is, uh, hey, and also. Also, if you're going through lots of situations right now, whatever it is that you want to call up here and talk about, and I've also got some uh, new music to play by tonight's sponsors, but um, not only is um, Marilyn's one of the most gorgeous, most fantastic and fun ladies I know, but she um, has her own business. She's uh, called... uh, uh, She can tell you, and she she does. She's a makeup artist, uh, skincare specialist, and maybe maybe she can tell me what kind of uh, yeah. Do I need to change my my makeup for the uh, season, or do I need to change it like for different activities coming up? Like say I've got to um, um, maybe I'm going to a protest. Do I need to change my makeup for that, or do I need to change it for? you know, like I'm trying to get somebody's sympathy. Do I need? How can I look more innocent or something? So that's so, but we can get to that later. Cause I want I want you to have time to think about it. You know, for me. But anybody coming up, what's on your mind, Marilyn? What What isn't on my mind? <laughs> well, I'm right. I'm relieved that the election is over. I'm definitely relieved at that. You know, it's um it's very intense when you live in the D.C. area. You know, whether oh. it's the midterms or the, or the presidential, it's, you know, and we li- I live, you know, the D.C. area is Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. So we see Virginia ads. We see here Maryland ads. Sometimes we see, you know, ads for things that have to do with the Maryland state and governor and, you know, and senators mm. and, you know, all those things. And we have to hear about Virginia's. And <laughs> and, and oh, I never thought about, about that. You get, get those commercials, yes. And then, and then national <laughs> things that are happening and, you know, national news are based, a lot of based here and things that are like all of our TV shows, whether you want them to be or not, are blocked, you know, whether something's going on, you know, and uh, so, that kind of So you're stuff. right, you know, it, it's, you're nestled uh, into a big, a broad, oh, you're nestled into, you're, you're nestled into, snug into quite a, quite a broad broadcast hub right there then, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yes. Gosh, I never thought about that. Um, yeah. And my family yeah. has lived here for generations, and none of us have ever had anything to do with the government. So we're, <laughs> we're here, whether we're, we're, you know, it's just kind of kind of funny how kind of ended up here, and a lot of us stayed here. So, um, but <laughs> but I have to say, just like in, like just like in Hollywood.
before the movies. So mm-hmm. I work for most of my clients are people who work in, you know, uh, if I'm doing hair and makeup, I'm doing people who work in the government for the government or co- contractors for the government, you know, one way or the other, you know. Ah. I learned about how a lot of things work and, you know, companies that, let's say, a a drug research company that's hired by NIH, they might have an executive that might be one of my clients, but everything is based on how the federal government works, you know. That's like our cash cash stream, (laughs) you know, Lockheed Martin. Yeah. You know, Northrop Grumman and all those, all those are all here. So, uh, you know, it's uh, in one way or the other, they affect, they affect every everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> very interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yes. Oh, yes. It's like if the, when the government was, when they were threatening to, start to ever shut down the government, it's like when they threatened to shut down a factory in a small town, you know. Oh and my everybody gosh. gets nervous, and, and they, you know, people put off their hair appointments, and they put off their, you know, <laughs> nail appointments, and put off all that stuff because they don't know, you know, and then all of a sudden, they, if things don't go okay, then they, <laughs> then they re- remake it, make them again. <laughs> but, uh, but, wow, you know, so we've, uh, you don't think about it. <laughs> no, not at all. So I'm glad you shared that insight yeah. with us. Um, yeah. Now the high, high up people, it does, they're not affected because you know they're they're rolling in whatever. But the regular, you know, middle class people who are, you know, say middle management or lower to middle class who might be in, you know, administrative, you know, those kinds of things. The uh, the people who are actually put, you know, keeping those those things going, <laughs> those are the ones who those are the ones who would get let go if things are, you know, or laid off and or put off or or or, uh, or what what is it like uh, leave for a certain amount of time. So those are the people who get the most, you know, they have the toughest time in general. Yeah. Kinds of things. So you know, it's always a relief when when it's over, um, and whether whatever side you're on. And of course, this this year was was very uh, you know important, and, and a lot of people had opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And there was uh, oh my gosh! Then on top of that, you get the onslaught up there of all the ads, both ways. Yeah, you know, and everybody's slinging yeah, yeah. mud or whatever. Yeah, all around the beltway. Yeah, yeah. All around the Beltway, whether you're, you know, if you're in Maryland, the, the news, the news goes to every everybody around the Beltway. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was so sick of hearing about this one ad for this one woman running in Virginia, but she's been she kind of doing, I think, every year, every two years or something. And oh, I was just like, but, you know, I they they started her ad like, yeah, almost like ten months ago. <laughs> and, you know, oh, good you grief! Know, you know how people, you know how people go back and forth, you know. One of the funniest skits I ever saw was um, about, I don't know how long ago this was, but it was two guys, and I don't know if it was from a nighttime talk show, but they both were supposed to be candidates that were running against each other, and they were going door to door, and and one guy would knock on the door and be like, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm running against so-and-so, he's the biggest creep in town, he, you know, and (laughs) he's like hurling insults. And then five minutes later, the other guy goes and knocks on the same door and says, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm running in so-and-so, you know, and then he hurls a whole bunch of other insults to the other guy, and then the other guy's waiting on the lawn, and 
and they end up breaking out into a fist fight. And in this, meanwhile, the guy is standing at the door like, what? <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> and it was so funny. I wish I could think of that, you know, what show that was. <laughs> that's pretty much what it, what it gets to be, you know. I'm sure it's that way in every region, too, you know, when – you, from one ad oh, to the God. next, and they get as the election gets closer, they get dirtier and dirtier. Oh, serious. But I just, I just, you know, I, I just think of that one skit, and it kind of keeps the humor in my mind of it, you know, <laughs> because the world <laughs> keeps turning, you know. But uh, we want to make it so that it keeps turning the right way for everybody, you know. Uh, yeah. You and know. it should. So. For all. <laughs> yeah, yeah so for all of us. Uh, yeah, it can be very intense. And especially, you know, even here now, like, we'll have holiday parties. And, you know, and you know everybody who lives around the Beltway will have an opinion about things. And, uh, you know, Christmas, I mean, I'm sure the last few years, the Christmas and holidays have been you know, interesting for everybody because you may have different people in the family or whatever. But especially in D.C., you know, uh, you know, we have uh, friends uh, who are, you know, former newscasters, so they've worked on different things. So we see them, and they have, you know, they've worked with certain people and know certain people, so they have, you know, different kind of opinion than someone who never met 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 them before. <laughs> you know? and, ah. Uh, so quite interesting, you know, hearing things from, from that, 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 the inside dirt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seriously. To I'm trying to protect, I, since I have to see people on Thanksgiving dinner, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm trying not to spill the beans too much, you know. <laughs> and, and, and still, I and still uh, fill you in, but, you know, it, it can, it can get interesting, you know. <laughs> It can get oh. interesting, but you know, there's a lot oh, of things yeah. happened in the past couple of years. Me too, and and uh, lots of lots of it's very interesting to see what's been happening um, as a result of you know just uh, as, as the last couple of years. You know, <laughs> things coming out, and uh, it's actually quite interesting because with my company, we give we have a foundation that helps. Uh, survivors of uh, childhood sexual abuse, and and uh, and a portion of all of our profits go to that uh, foundation. And we have a retreat, and we also have a preventative things that help families. So, uh, you know, when I first two years ago, people weren't talking about you know that t- this topic, and it was very awkward, and it was all you know. But now, if people are saying, well, you know, me too, this something happened to me, or something happened to my friend. And, you know, there's a conversation about it, about trying to prevent it, or even just people talking about it in the workplace or wherever, you know, it, it makes it a little easier, you know, to discuss. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, uh, that's the thing. It's like some sometimes things happen in a way that, you know, people don't want them to or we don't want them to or somebody else doesn't want to and they feel very strongly about it. Uh, but then again, it can it can um, it brings more awareness. Cause, than, yeah, to another effect like that. Yeah. For example, you yeah. know, if it hadn't been for uh, you know Kelly Oxford who began the uh, the, the Me Too movement, and with yeah, with the hashtag exactly. Me Too, and right, uh, right. especially the thing, and once all this started, and once it took one person to have uh, the courage to say to talk to speak out about Harvey Weinstein, and somebody oh, asked yeah. me. 
that's and this is somebody right. I'm going to be with at Thanksgiving said was talking about you know Matt Lauer said oh um who was it Katie Couric said that he was always p- pinching herself with it. well if she didn't like it why didn't she just quit well why should she right. have to quit a job that she wants she wanted this right. job she worked, worked for this job for she's, she's good at it yeah yeah. Why should she have to quit a job just because this guy can't act like an adult because he has to act like a... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He has to be a jerk. And, of course, then again, if she leaves and she she can't get a reference because it'll always be, oh, well, she's difficult to work with and won't say why, so she'll never get a good reference. But, yeah, that's what I think. Why should she? Go ahead. Exactly. Why could she? And it makes you wonder because you remember how in the you know in the seventies or eighties or there are different times where certain actresses would say uh, they would they would fire somebody off of a show. And you know sometimes in the case of certain people they'd say oh if they were asking for too much money. But now of yeah. course we now see the star power like you know a show like Friends where they say you know look we're all worth this much money we're we're all, we're not we're all in this together where that wouldn't have happened in another time they just would have said oh this actually these people are difficult but there were so many you look at all so many shows so many actresses where they say oh she was just difficult or she was temperamental yeah. or she was this. Or if you see the results of all those kid actors, there were some kid actors you can see oh. they turned out okay and they didn't have any problems. And then, and of course, if they had a good support, you know, family or good education or whatever. But then you can see, I, I still think of all those child actors from the show Different Strokes. I think what was going on on that set that each yeah. one of the kids from that situation either died, was drug, had drug problems, or they were trying to heal some sort of a wound. And got mm-hmm. messed up somehow, you know. And we will always look at those kids. Oh, they're all these child actors. They're so messed up. <clears throat> da, 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 da. Well, you know. And then they, now it comes out that there things were going on. And and you know, it's shocking. But at the same time, as long as you know, we we're talking about it. There, I just read an article in Vogue magazine that they've now said, nope, we're gonna not gonna hire any more models under eighteen. And they're not gonna, you know, they're gonna make sure that. Uh, you know, there's more, uh, you know, less long hours. They're not left, the models aren't left alone with photographers. Uh, there's so many uh, things like that that it's changed. It's changing the industry because, uh, you know, Brooke Shields was 13, you know, 12 and 13, yeah. and, you know, the Capital Client ads and different things. And then it just became the norm. So, uh, you know, it's interesting how those things have, uh, you know, by having that dialogue and somebody having the courage and people speaking out. Um, it is changing things, but at the same time, you know, it's it, it's changing things for good because people aren't going to put up with bad behavior, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and we've had to, and then all of a sudden, because because it could ruin your own, you know, you'd be ruining your own career and your own reputation if you spoke up. Nobody believes you, and the old and the old, you know, the male boys club would cover for each other and go, oh, he didn't mean it. I'm sure this guy wouldn't do that. He's a family. Yeah, Yeah, he did, and you know he did. But it's easier to get rid of the woman and ruin her reputation if you need her things. Mm -hmm. So that's a good. So now people have become speaking out, and and our voices are growing strong. And that's great. And even men too. Men have been have been abused. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that certain people, certain men are coming out talking about certain working for certain people too, and and certain things that they put up with, and 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 that they were silent about and afraid to talk about, and afraid that people would judge them. And you know, it's there's a door that is open. 
um, that, you know, that it's not going to be closed, you know. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see that dynamic. Um, you know, I, I heard someone say that if, you know, Trump hadn't said the things he said in his, in his um, when he was on the, you know, when, when that tape first came out, that there wouldn't have been a Me Too because people wouldn't have been so, you know, upset about what he had said and start talking about what happened to them, you know. But mm-hmm. actually, she had, uh, the, she had started that, I think the woman who started Me Too, that actually was even, it was something like in 2009, but it was somehow it got cut on, it got cut up uh, on again uh, in the past two years uh, with the Weinstein thing, Bill Cosby and Weinstein. Um, but I think it was way, it was way before any of this had happened, so, uh, which is, which is kind of fascinating too, that, uh but somehow, some, either she had started that hashtag or some started something, and but it just wasn't, you know, not much, um, not much attention was paid at that time, you know. Right. So, um, and um, but you know, it's it is very interesting um, how how things are. You know, I grew up, you know, <clears throat> in part of the Green in D.C. was going to going to protest with my older siblings when they were teenagers, and I was a little wee one and. <laughs> Is, is some of the same things that they were uh, uh, freaking out about that people were still freaking out about, you know, people being, <laughs> wanting, uh, uh, being treated equally and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. And it's just it's kind of uh, it's kind of shocking that I would have thought we would have evolved by now. I'm, I'm still thinking yeah. about that flying car, you know. With, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not thinking about this stuff anymore, you know. I was supposed to, yeah, we were supposed to have flying cars by now. So, hey, hey, yeah. if you want to talk with me in Maryland, uh, call up here, six. what's the number? 646-716-9922. 646-716-9922. Talk with me, Madam Perry, in Maryland Opus. Or you can call me Jennifer Perry or Jen. And uh, speaking of, I've got the information there on, on uh, uh, from their uh, – this was from an article by Jonathan uh, Mahler in New York Times back on October 10, 2016. He's talking about uh, the title was, For Many Women, Trump's Locker Room Talk Brings Memories of Abuse. And uh, mm-hmm. he says, it was the author, Kelly Oxford, a social media powerhouse who got things started on Friday night. Women, tweet me your first assault, she wrote on Twitter at 7.48 p.m. Oh, okay. These They aren't just right. stats. I'll go first. And she says, old man on city bus grabs my pussy, smiles at me, I'm 12. When she first posted the message, she said later, she did not expect more than a handful of replies. She says, nobody's going to share anything on Twitter. Now, that, she started that at 7.48 p.m. on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yet by Saturday morning, she was getting as many as 50 responses per minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by Monday afternoon, nearly 27 million people had responded or visited her Twitter page. Whoa. Right. right. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and they're just a lot of, lot of micro, I call it, like, sometimes it might not be all the way as bad as one thing, as someone's one other person's story, but there's a lot of microaggressions. Yeah. You know, and it's that way with yeah. race. It's that way with a lot of things that that happen in our lives. That, uh, like just recently, I was on the bus and there was a it was a crowded bus, and I was kind of pushed towards the back, and I was trying to just you know get to my get to the door, get to my stop, and there was this man that literally because it was so crowded, 
but there was enough room. He didn't have. He, he tried to kept trying to lean on into into me, and I'm moving like an inch, an inch away, an inch away, an inch away. You know, like and I'm almost like falling off off the step onto the door. You know, trying to get away from the clean and you know, and I try. You know, and you try in that moment. You don't want to. You know, what do you say? You you don't want to cause a scene. This person is bigger. You know, any minute now we're going to get to my stop and I can just get off and not have a conflict, you know. But it's just that right. little thing that if I was a man, would he be doing that, you know. Who, well, who knows, you know. But uh, it was a kind of like those kinds of things where you just like someone keeps trying to, you know, you're just trying to like give me my personal space back. I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, just and, like uh, I noticed – um, all the panhandlers that hit me up downtown. Day, yeah. yeah. Panhandlers will hit up women, but they won't bother men. Especially, And there's a lot of men oh, downtown yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. But they'll always come yeah. to women. I always say, let me see you ask a man for money first and then ask me. But I want to see you ask a man. You never yeah. ask men, just women. I guess they figure we'll be so scared, we'll just give them some money to get rid of them. And, some, and a lot of times right, it works. Right, right. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very... Yeah, but it 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 where you where they get to a point where it's could be a little too much, you know, uh, with that <laughs> yeah, and really. making you feel guilty, and uh, or sometimes it can be if you don't give them something, then you, the harassment begins too. So it's a difficult yeah. that that is such a difficult situation. It's a tough. Uh, people don't realize uh, the the stuff that goes on uh, if you don't live in a city. <laughs> you know how you get desensitized to. That one minute you feel sorry for somebody, but then the next minute when there's that kind of when you can see that kind of manipulation kind of going on, um, you know. Uh, but um, you know, I, I like I said, I'm just relieved that it's uh, that, you know certain things are over with. You know, we have this so it's like a little bit of a fresh start, even though. <laughs> I caught a little bit of today's thing, and that was that was a little crazy, you know, the <laughs> press conference. And, uh, Which I one? Because I didn't catch anything on TV today because I was. Um, oh, okay. Well, uh-huh. it was on the. It was on. They were showing it on the uh, here on Facebook. On Facebook too, um, the uh, apparently Trump was had a a press conference where he's discussing the election and discussing things, and then. That he was the people were asking him, and he actually got into an, uh, dis, uh, an argument with one of the uh, CNN reporters and, and insulting him. And oh, it was uh, it was it was pretty it was very. <laughs> and uh, you know, I know that there's two somebody who was a Trump supporter could look at that and go, oh, that guy, that reporter deserves it. And then you know, my friends who were on the blue side say, oh. You know, they stuck up for themselves, and they they they, they uh, were you know they you know they he was giving them a hard time, and they they stood they they, they stood their ground against him. You know, and so you know, it's just, there's just two different ways of people to look at something, and and they see it completely a completely different point of view. Um, and uh, I can look at things one way and see it see it my way, and then I can uh, my you know, a good friend can look at it and say, well, I, I see it like this. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't see it my way, you know, even though we're friends, you know. And uh, so you just kind of, it's kind of interesting how, 
um, yeah. you know, so you can call you know, different you know, versions of the news, but it's really how uh, how everybody uh, brings their own uh, thoughts and their own opinions into how they see the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's their own like, prejudices about the situation or their own uh, feelings about, um, you know, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Um, I want to tell you about something else. And folks, if you're if you're listening live, remember you can call in to talk with with me and Marilyn, or just hang out and have fun with us. If you're just sitting around with a glass of wine or whatever you have, and just listening to us and enjoying, that's fine too. First, let me tell you the music that I played in the beginning. Um, I started off with um, yeah, that was some Ray cool Dapper. Thanks, Ray Daffrico, who let me tell you, Ray Daffrico, uh, his song, Something in the Night. Let me tell you, he, that man, he's probably, I've invited him, but he's probably exhausted. He's worked very, very, very hard on Stacey Abrams' campaign um, for most of the years. And um, uh-huh. that's, so he's he's probably resting. So that was a song from him. Um, after that, I played uh, Pound of the Baskervilles by Pop Lock Holmes. I love it because <laughs> I love steampunk and I love that song. After that, I yeah. played uh, a song by Hollis Brown. And uh, Hollis Brown, is run. that song was called Run Right to You. And the last one was by Daryl Rhodes. And it's called I've Got the Devil in My Pants. Daryl Rhodes. <laughs> He's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and and Daryl's got a new CD out, and he's got a, a video he's making. I did a a, a little background or audience scene with uh, for one piece of it. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and but um, but I want to get back to a showbiz kids in just a minute. But first, I got a couple of sponsors. Oh, no. You know what? There's a group, um, uh, SJR Media Group, and they've told me about the campaign of love. And uh, let, let me read it to you because they said it best. The Beatles said all you need is love. LTD with Jeffrey Osborne asked for love to the world. And Jackie D. Shannon sang what the world needs now in love. Al Green posed, give us more L-O-V-E. And Nicolette Larson said, it's going to take a lot of love. And we could go on about mentioning songs about love. There are more songs written about love than any other subject of interest within human society. And they said, we, uh, since all the above are correct, Sirius Records, Inc., Sparks Radio Network, in association with SJR Media Group and radio personality Skip the Functologist, invite everyone to join in and share with the Campaign of Love. Um, and they've got a brand new, they've got a, this is a little EP, so it's not a, a full CD. I think it's just a few songs. It's mm-hmm. called It's Time for Some Affection. Uh, they said the need for more love and affection toward our fellow man has never become more evident. And uh, the yeah. release focuses on the four major aspects of love as defined by the uh, by the Greek language, which includes love for neighbor, love for family, love for friends, and intimate love. And um, these songs... Um, Tologist plays very few love themed songs during his broadcast, but he said he chose these songs because they all found their way into a rare playlist. So I'm trying to play one of these songs, but I'm having trouble getting it uh, converted over to uh, uh, MP3 or WAV file to get on here. But if I can get it to come up, I will play it before the end of the show. And if not, I'll play it on another show, but you will definitely see me sharing it on Facebook. I've shared the uh, the Facebook page for the Campaign of Love, and uh, I'll keep sharing mm. it on Facebook and on 
all of my social media. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, speaking about child actors, and, you know, sometimes they were really put through the ringer in so many different ways. And, oh, you know, yeah. I think parents, parents turn such a blind eye. You know, Diane, uh, Diane Diamond, uh, the author, she wrote the book, uh, Be Careful Who You Love. And it was pretty uh-huh. much about that, the last think the trial of Michael Jackson, an interview in the family. And it seemed like, you know, and this is a typical thing. And this is, you know, and Diane Diamond, I mean, she does a lot of research. But it's like parents just tended to turn turn a blind eye, you know, once their kids were involved with Michael Jackson. Yeah, they would get it. And then, of course, yeah, and then Michael would send the family on a a vacation to, you know, Disney World. Oh, yeah. Or buy them a gift. Yeah. But... Last week, I was working on a show. Never could have afforded. No, no. Last yeah, yeah. so that somehow the money, the money seemed. I keep thinking, you know, you're sacrificing your child, you know, um, uh, right. your child pain and emotional development yeah. for a few vacations right. and maybe a car. <clears throat> Going to say, last yeah. week I was working on a television show during the week, and it was uh, I can't say what it was because we had signed a lot of uh, non-disclosure agreements. Right, right. It's a popular show and a great show, and I can't wait till it comes out so I can say, yeah, that was it. But uh, uh-huh. we were shooting at night in the cold. But, you know, the agency that booked us for this, and it's one of the most reputable agencies, not only in Atlanta, oh, right. but, but but across the right. country. But I that, yeah, yeah. But the agency that booked us care, and we saw this everywhere. Everything that involved children, the minors that were in there, they were kept, mm-hmm. uh, them and their guardians or parents were kept in their area. Now, there's a big, mm-hmm. you know, dining hall where we all ate. They were all in one right. section, and we were not to bother them. And, we, yeah, of course, we'd say hello right. instead or whatever or if we were working right. with one. Right. But they had their area. They had their, these were their dressing rooms. These were their areas. And they wanted to make sure that they got breaks. They got rest, and they were out, you know, on time. And I thought, you know, it was uh, – I, I just really was – I felt so much – so good seeing how the, the agency that really – yeah. 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 Making sure yeah. making sure that they weren't uh, – yeah. And even how they talked to them when they got them ready for the set, the, the different um, assistants um, – uh, directors would come over the way they would sit and talk to them, just like friends, you know, getting ready to play a game. Oh. And, All right, let's go. Right. And um, it just made me feel so much better. I already knew that I liked this agency, but I, I liked them even more. Right. You respect right. them more because they're handling it the right way. And it's always yeah. nice when you see, it's just like when you, when you see parents do something the right way or you see people handling things the right way, even when you might be in an elevator alone with a man, and he doesn't do something creepy, it's always like, oh, what a relief. <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody does something the right way, it's always like, okay, that's how it should be done all the time. That's if they all could behave like this, if they're all doing this, then we wouldn't have these, have the problems, you know. I know. Of course, children, now, you know? if I see – some really well-behaved children in a restaurant or something, you know, or oh, somewhere. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to make a stop point of telling the parents, they have been such del- so delightful to be dining near oh, them, yeah, near your too. family. Yeah, I always do too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always, like, wonderful. 
Of course, because I wonder what a guy would do in an elevator if you got off and said, you know, thanks for not being a creep on the elevator. That made this ride much better. You know, you don't know what they would do. Go, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, but,
Rather's girls cuddle closer as they trust in the lobby hall. And as the story ends, they say with eyes that shine, Can you read it one more time? Peddler's affair, peddler's affair, in troubled times. Peddlers of fear, peddlers of fear, beware their cry when they come near. Secretly he worries what the future holds, and what will shape their coming years. He only prays that it's not And that was Peddlers of Fear. And I like that's the line there about any time there are troubled, ta- troubled times, when there are troubled times, that there will um, be Peddlers of Fear. And uh, my friend Marilyn Opitz, a makeup artist and a skincare professional extraordinaire. And, hey, you don't have to be in Maryland to get her tips. She's also on uh, Instagram and Facebook and uh, tell mm-hmm. people where they can. You had the best videos. I was like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can watch me, Marilyn Opitz, on Facebook. I do Facebook Lives. Uh, you can message me on Facebook, um, and I can. I do even do. Uh, I'm now doing virtual uh, makeovers where I help people on video messenger, and so that's a new development. It's really fun. Um, you, they can use their own makeup, and uh, and I can just give them tips. I can watch them do their makeup. I can tell them hold, how to hold the brushes and <laughs> all that <good> stuff, <laughs> or what what, what they need to be using, and and what they're going to make suggestions, and and how to, they can be doing things better, and and uh, just uh, in general, it's it's a really great thing. Plus, I'm doing virtual parties on on Facebook, so. Uh, it's you don't have to clean the house anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, so it's it's great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and so I I really enjoy the people I've met on uh, the past two years with this business. It's just they've just been incredible, and uh, a lot of support. You know, making friends too, as making connections as well as um, getting to know you know what their routines are and helping them with that and you know empowering them and seeing them get more confident and and uh, and and just people even people who might not buy from me but they just love watching me and uh, and and just we get to become friends we get to you know share and it's so it's sort of like interactive TV you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, let me ask you though when you when you make videos um. Do I know that you know you you do the interactive videos where people can talk to you sometimes and and ask you things mm-hmm. and um, what what kind of questions do people ask you most? Um, it can be oh, probably more than one answer, much but anything. 
pretty much anything. Um, you know, a lot of it is, I, I'd say that so many women are, are, are just, they don't experiment enough on their own. So sometimes something that's so simple to me, like so many people ask me, oh, uh, you know, I really need to learn how to do a smoky eye. To me, I think that's one of the easiest things in the world to do is make your make it look smudgy, you know, and people can do that easily if they just put, pick up the pencil or pick up the makeup brush and, and do it, you know. But that, that's the one thing I always get the most is how do I do a smoky eye? So, you know, and I'm thinking, well, you, you can pick up any, watch any, but they – there, there's still, there's always in those people who that's the that's the one thing how to, how to do that, and also of course everybody wants to look younger and wants uh, to look and feel just better. Not even necessarily younger for their age, but just feel like like it looks like their best self. You know, there's an age where everybody likes them. You know, felt they look their best. They want to look that age. You know, for the rest. <laughs> you know, and and affordable, you know, and not have it be, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, uh, but that those things are the those are the things I get the the most questions. But I find that I used to do recording videos, and I actually like the interaction much better. It helps me. I get more relaxed and and have more fun. And uh, so it's 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 interesting, uh, but, but I never experienced the kind of thing where people are watching you on TV because they can watch you to, you know put the Facebook Live through their TV and not just on their phone or their laptop. When they're watching you on TV, you're you're actually in there coming into their home, you know, <laughs> like a, like you're a celebrity ah. in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. So that's yeah, it takes it to another level that I didn't realize. So um, I, I have people, you know, uh, saying or their kids watch too, you know. And they'll say, oh, oh you know, mommy, I want, I want to see that lady, you know, play with makeup again. Or, or they, one friend who has a little one, she says, whenever your voice comes on, he calls, my son calms down, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> or he'll stop, <laughs> yeah, or he'll stop being bad and he'll listen, he'll, you know. And, uh, you yeah, know, those kinds of things. So it's kind of cute that people watch you with Aww. their kids. And um, and that's also why we incorporated, you know, having the, you know, the little puppet in the act sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, hey. something cute that people, you know, was something funny that people could watch, and and it wasn't being like, you know, it's something that we we knew that the kids would enjoy too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, Marilyn, uh, we got somebody else in here. Move over. Somebody else oh, is coming good. here in the genie yeah, bottle. Who else is in here? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome once again to the to Madam Perry Salon. Come on in and say hello. Hello, Madam Perry. Hello. It's Alan Brasington. Alan, my beloved, <laughs> just saw my favorite, my favorite representative from the Planet Nine District. <laughs> How are you, darling? Doing great. Meet my friend Marilyn here. Marilyn, this is Hi. Alan. Hi, how are you? Hi, Marilyn, how are you? Hi, doing great. Awesome. All right, what's on your mind, Alan? How do you feel about how do you feel about um any any thoughts about the um returns, the midterm returns, anything on your nerves I'm on your mind about it? <laughs> well, you know, of course I'm a Democrat. And and so I was pleased. I mean, I think that 
you know, advances were made in the election system. And, uh-huh. you know, we picked up Congress. You know, mm-hmm. looking like Florida's going to be a recount. <clears throat> oh, does it? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I've been off, um, I've been off the grid all day, so. Um, very interesting that Trump fired the attorney general today. Oh, oh, is it? Boy, I tell you. <laughs> Talk about somebody that. <laughs> I, I don't know where to begin. All I know is I can't wait to see what Kate McKinnon does with it this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. Um you know, last night Nancy Pelosi was saying on TV, "Well, good. Maybe now, you know, congressional committee can look at Trump's tax returns." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm well, but it's interesting to me that that the the president's reaction is that is let's fire the attorney general, recused himself, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've said this to you because. Unfortunately, we've not spent as much time as we used to the last year. That's true, sadly. If, sadly, we will have to rectify that. But if people will brush up on Watergate Mm -hmm. and the kind of policies that Nixon and Agnew had, Agnew Mm -hmm. very much like the current vice president, Mm I mean, the same shit's happening again. Excuse me. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I, mean, keep, the, I keep telling that to everybody. And, but back then, all it had to be was the thought that the president had lied was, was a scandal. You know, and... <laughs> uh, and they'll learn... So much yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mary. Yeah, you're right. Tell people yeah. look up what the Saturday Night Massacre was. You know, this... <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. And and so it's just going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, it's something the country's got to go through. Yeah, and um, yeah, but people, you know, if you have a short memory, short memory, or if you're just young, uh, too young to know about it, go back and read. You'd be surprised. They even have YouTube videos on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for Watergate. Yeah, there's an excellent CNN uh, series called the one called the '60s, one called the '70s, one called the '80s, one called the '90s. I think they have one about the early 2000s, and it's all about what happened in each decade, whether it was with news or pop culture, and that is is excellent. Uh, and I've told a lot of people to see that uh, they need to educate themselves about what what went on, what went on. And, uh, well, there's, there's something bad. interesting I saw the other day. It was from CNBC, and it was called the Original Bagman, and and it was talking about the 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 downfall of, of Vice President Agnew, but he was he was the tough talker. He was the guy that went out and and said really radical things, and then they could kind of distance themselves, much like Mike Pence uh, was the ultra conservative on the ticket. And, yeah, then you get into well, I say you get into firing attorney generals and or asking them to resign. It, it's it's uh and, and Trump's been mad at this guy since he took office and recused himself and said, I'm recusing myself from Russia and I think Trump has more or less even maybe out loudly said, Well that's why I hired you <laughs> was to <laughs> to block Russia. 
tax well, returns. And... <laughs> yeah, what, you what know. I... Your job description. So you had one yeah, job. Trump's known for hiring the best group of yes men and, and women that could be found. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, just, and then, when, as soon as they there, stop, there's wanting, something to, to say that. Yes, and they, as soon as they stop wanting to say yes, it's when he gets rid of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it, my uncle Harold used to say, yeah, "Something just don't smell right with all this." And I, 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 I was I was disappointed that the lady in Georgia didn't win the governorship, but uh, me too. But but there was a lot of strides made. There was a lot of people. Thirteen percent of millennials voted, and that was it. Oh yeah, oh. you know millennials are the largest voting demographic in America. Mm. There's I all these youngins that that have, that have all this power don't even realize it. Yeah, and so only thirteen percent or thirty percent. Thirteen percent. Oh my god! Oh no. Yeah, That's like hard. the age you are when you're in seventeen, when you're in seventh grade. Yeah, that percentage. Oh. I mean, if they came out with a thirty percent mm-hmm. voter turnout, and and generically, millennials would be you know Democrats. They would they would be supportive. They they were Bernie people. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's just something interesting. Oh yeah. And they they probably had more turnout with them this year than years past, but still only thirteen percent. That's it's still there still needs to be more. It still needs to be. They still they need to. I hate to say it, but it, it might take a Kardashian to run for something. To get something. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm I'm more fond of Mayberry than the Kardashians, and they, I'm probably the minority. But. I know, but I'm just saying for the millennials, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Or somebody, somebody that they really like, like you know, somebody of that generation, whether it's an actor or a music person, or you know, I don't know, something, somebody that they really look up to or get in, would would get involved, you know, and say, you know, this is, you know, and you know. Somehow it, it's got to take it because you know I just saw the Bohemian Rhapsody movie this weekend and, and you know they were showing about the Live Aid concert and you know when I remember in the 80s you know when all those musicians all of a sudden all of a sudden the people my age were concerned about what was happening in Africa up until that point were we concerned not not so much but all of a sudden it was like well geez you know this person's getting into that and this person's getting into that so it can be done on the youth level, you know, if if certain people are speaking out about certain things that, that they look up to, you know, and if they have well, to relate as, to it. As long as their interest is legitimate, not fashion. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, I, I was term, talking, about, about six months ago, I was talking to a friend of mine that was back in January, was Martin Luther King weekend. And he said, you know, I was at the I Have a Dream speech. Oh, my gosh. And, and wow. I said, how incredible was that? And he said, well, I said, yeah, really, what? That, that, was, that was some social courage. 
white uh-huh. white Jewish kid from New York City going down, and he said, no, no, there was some girl that I was interested in, and uh, yeah. <laughs> she was going, and, and we were all going to be on a bus, and somebody else was bringing the weed, and uh-huh. And yeah, you know, and it, it was a fashionable statement to make if you were living in Greenwich Village in 1963. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So yeah. if, if, if the the public interest has to be created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. there again, back in the late 60s, early 70s, it was it was the age that millennials would are now. Those right. were the folks exactly. that, that shaped the next right. 20 the years of our country. Right, right. The baby boomers were that age then, so it was a youth mm-hmm. movement, and yeah, yeah. So it, and I, it and was I'll, a fact. I'll do you one. I'll do you one more. The the uh, it also you take it back to World War One. I. I mean, all those guys that that really impacted culture and society. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The guy, yeah. the guy from Key West that liked to hunt, um, Hemingway. Oh yes, yeah, Hemingway. And, and and politically, I mean, a lot of those people yeah. came yeah. out. You know, Eisenhower called his mm-hmm. career during World War One. Harry Truman was a World War One mm-hmm. veteran. Um, and all these guys that that are kind of kind of neat parts of history. Uh-huh. Were the millennials' age during uh-huh. that era, and and that 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 took them into public service. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it was Truman yeah. who probably I think he ran for like a county judge in Missouri, <clears throat> and it was such a nice guy they they put him up for senate. But you know, or, or Eisenhower went through, you know, just stayed in the military. But you know, all that, you know, I think military people are public servants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Wow. So the, the thing that we're faced as a challenge, we gotta we gotta get the millennials out there. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm babbling now. No, you're not mm-hmm. babbling. This is hey, this is the truth. Hey guys, what what do you say? Um, could either one of you meet back here next Tuesday or Wednesday, and we can continue this discussion live? I'd like that. Yeah. Really. Uh, which do, one? Okay, which one? A Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, uh, I can do I can do either either night, a Tuesday or. I Wednesday. can do either as well. Okay, how so about whichever next good Tuesday? for you, Jennifer? Okay. Next Tuesday, and I'll make it eight p.m. like like I did tonight, so okay. we don't have to if I have to rush, and um, we'll stay in touch, and uh, so we'll do this next uh, Tuesday night, uh, and that'd be November the thirteenth. And uh, I uh-huh. definitely look forward to it. This is Madam Perry, your groove mistress, your cruise director, your spiritual advisor. And I have been thrilled to uh, entertain you. I hope I entertained you to play music. Also, go check out my wonderful sponsors tonight, the Campaign of Love, the Campaign of Love. I didn't get to play them tonight, but I will soon. I'll probably play them next Tuesday. And also I'll be sharing, uh, and also uh, the Reverend Peter Unger, because his song, um, Peddlers of Fear, and and it's like that the song said, uh, you you weren't here, Alan, but the song says whenever you know whenever there's tension or strife, there's always peddlers of fear. And so go look for the Reverend Absolutely. Peter Unger on on Reverb Nation, and uh, I will be sharing a Reverend Peter Unger and uh, the Campaign of Love. I'll be sharing all of their social media 
on my social media so you can catch it. And my friend Marilyn, my a darling friend Marilyn Opitz, uh, she's gorgeous. She looks like Liz Taylor, um, young Liz Taylor, very young Liz Taylor. She's a she's a makeup artist, owner of Beba Girl Cosmetics. My friend, my beloved friend, whom I have not seen in too long, Alan Brasington, uh, owner of Bulldog Marketing, and the last. Uh, oh, to, the last help me elegant aristocratic the last aristocratic southern <laughs> democrat alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift okay. i don't own it baby just it's wait just wait until hey just wait until i get my tour bus and take madam perry's salon the show on the road won't we have a great time oh that's so we need to do that be like the days when we did stand up yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alan and I did stand-up together. So, yeah, so we're going to take this. Sh- that is oh my, my dream. People hear me talk about it all the time. If you're listening and have a, a, a van that you want to share or rent us real cheap or just want to drive because you know you'd have a good time on this party bus, uh, <laughs> then let me know. Then we will take this show on the road, <laughs> as we say in France. Oh, and, uh, and I love you all. And, hey, uh, Marilyn and... Alan, do you have a copy of my CD, Everybody's Got to Swing? No. no. It's got this song on it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.